a now sneak saying, peek well, at what's coming up we're next. We're assuming that we know that's the, pur the purpose of the room is for people who have that sensory issue. But I think that's part of the reason why some of the things, some of the accommodations that are set up now, some of the rules, some of the policies, some of the, the regulations that are set up now, I think that's why a lot of them don't actually do anything. So it's do you because think of what that, you just said. Do you think that blind because people, people assume. Do you think that blind people should be allowed to have service animals in restaurants? Do I believe blind people should be? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, we do. We allow that and we don't allow other people to do it. Why can't I bring a service animal into a restaurant? Because you don't have a service animal. Right, because I don't need one. So, uh -huh. And somebody who doesn't have sensory issues doesn't need a sensory room. We are recording. Welcome to On the Spectrum Podcast. My name is Nick. Really? Yeah, that's okay. Steve. My yes, because Steve. that's how I do it, Steve. Welcome. Yes, that's what I do. You have your way of doing things. I have mine. I don't know why you got to pick on Welcome to the Thunderdome. Yes, absolutely. I'm like a weird radio talk show host, okay? Although we're doing a podcast. Uh, but thank you for joining us for another thrilling, amazing, exciting episode of On the Spectrum Podcast. Um, as I usually say, me and Steve do not presume to be experts in anything whatsoever. Um, we just have opinions. If we're wrong, so be it. Uh, in fact, if we are wrong, if we are right, if you have a difference of opinion of anything you hear in the episode, please comment, message, email, whatever you feel like doing. Let us know because feedback is the only way we're going to learn and it's the only way we can have a conversation and move it forward. So, Steve, what are we going to talk about today? Um, so I, I had a couple of thought experiments running through my head. Yes. And so these are not things I fully thought through. These are things I am thinking through at the moment. But we're going to talk them through right so, now. Uh, we've talked before about um, the workplace and mm -hmm. about how uh, it can be difficult. We talked about it with Temple. We talked yeah. about it ourselves. Um, Ooh, and, and with Shay. And with Shay, navigating yeah. the work environment is difficult for a lot of neurodivergent folk. Not just autistic people, but mm -hmm. neurodivergent folk in general. So it got me thinking. Like, yes, it's we we ask for accommodations, or we can try to. There are certain things we do to try to accommodate ourselves and ask right. for from the business or business, whatever you know, wherever you work. Yeah. However, maybe I was thinking about this the wrong way. So theoretically, and the question I pose to you: mm -hmm. What would it be like if there was a business run by? neurodivergent folk mm -hmm. so instead of always trying to work for other people and fit a square peg into a round hole potentially we had other people who were like us or maybe who would be who would make more accommodations so it might not necessarily be like a, a business owner let's say uh, i'm nick and i have nick's autistic warehouse yeah uh -huh. but if i if i had maybe a co-op or something. It's the most well-organized warehouse ever. <laughs> maybe it's a few people who are neurodivergent start a business or a co-op yeah. where everybody yeah. who works there is part owner. Something like, like, like that. Like if we ever started a coffee shop. Yeah, although I don't think a I don't know how a coffee shop would work as a co-op. I think co-ops work better as no no i hear what you're saying yeah, what i'm saying yeah. is as an example of like a business to own yeah, yeah, if yeah. me and you ran a business is right, right, right. Um I think I I think I don't think co-ops are a horrible idea like some co-ops are there's successful co-ops in the world it's just a different way to run a business right right, right, right. but the um i think co-ops in my opinion uh -huh. only work in certain types of businesses i think okay. certain types of businesses would be much harder yeah. not impossible but much harder to do as a co-op right if every single employee is part owner okay i think if you ran a coffee shop as a co-op that would be very difficult okay because so 
places like coffee shops tend to have like higher turnover. Yeah. There's a low, a low skill ceiling for like what you need to do in a coffee shop. Right. So back to your thought experiment. Yeah. The thought experiment is yes. um, what would it be like to work for a business where mm-hmm. the owners or if it's a co-op where everybody's neurodivergent and you <clears throat> make accommodations for each other or you cycle through employees as needed. Mm-hmm. Um to make sure that the business runs well and that everything that needs to get done gets done. So if somebody needs a break, give them a break. Right. Maybe you have people. Um, there are companies nowadays that have unlimited leave. Yes. So let's say Nick needs two weeks off. I bring in somebody who is just on leave or right. whatever. And we cover each other and keep the business running. Right. Right. We, we basically, we attempt to retain employment uh, at all costs. And the idea is that, Rather than trying to force us to accommodate to everybody else, right. we accommodate each other. Yes. So so to kind of sum it up, you're basically talking about a, a ND owner, a yep. neurodivergent owner, only or, hiring neurodivergent people. Or a co-op, yep. Okay. Sure. I'm, I'm sticking to the, the other business model opposed to the co-op idea because you're going to have to explain the co-op idea to me. But I don't need you to for right now for the thought experiment. So – it's an ND owner, yeah, uh, or grouping of people all owning together, co-op, yep. right? Co-op, yep. okay. And only having ND employees, yeah, neurodivergent employees. And so, based on that, how would that function? How would that work? And do you, and you're basically saying, is it better or worse than what we have now? Yes, that's what the thought experiment is. Like, how would it would it work? How would it work? And would that be better for us? So the first thing I said when you proposed this to me was I think there's pros and cons. There's good and bad to this. Yeah, I can see a lot of good stuff out of it, but I can also see some downside to it. And one of the the first things I thought of as a downside is we're excluding people who are non-neurodivergent. Yeah. Just like they currently exclude some of us now. No, but I, I don't think this is the same thing. Because I, I think it's very similar in that way because we're saying that because you operate differently than what we want you to or how we want you to, we're not going to let you in. I, I think it works out to being roughly the same idea. But I'm like, I don't think that would happen drastically. But I also think that having somebody who is uh, NT, a neurotypical, I think that also allows for a different way of thinking because a lot of and like I said before, if we're just talking about autism, not not talking about like ADHD or anything like that, just talking about autism, we know full well autistic folk think a little bit differently than the NTs. We communicate slightly differently than NTs, at least a, a large bulk of us do. And so in that regard, I think it would be worthwhile to have NTs around too. It would – well, Although it would depend would on a few different things. About how it would depend on – what type of business you're running. Yes. Um, And if there's a lot of factors to this, you could still have like maybe a a few who are not, but I don't think you need them. Mm. And I I don't think there's a problem with discriminating in that way. Just like uh, discrimination in some ways. Okay. Yes. We discriminate like the whole concept of affirmative action is discrimination. You're discriminating in favor of certain people over other people because of historical injustices. Right, because we're we're trying to correct the leg down we created to them. Right, and I'm not saying that this is the same exact thing, but I'm using it as an example of well, discrimination. No, and I get you. It's a similar similar concept there in a way. 
So we're creating a space. It's like if I were to, um, you, so not all discrimination is bad. Like we, we discriminate all the time for different reasons. It just means you're, you're drawing a, uh, a line in saying like, if I create a business that, uh, is for, um, I don't know if, if I make, uh, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. No, no, I know. I know. But that's kind of why I'm reacting. No, that no, way. no. There's, because there's, you're trying to come up with a way to make. No, no, I have, okay. well, I have, I have some examples, but okay, the examples me. I had in my head weren't good enough. So oh, I was trying to oh. think of a better one. Okay. Or like I was going to say, like if you, if you, uh, make products for handicapped people, uh-huh. um, whether it be somebody missing a leg or somebody in a wheelchair, right. Physical um, handicaps or disabilities. Right. Or like say. if there's, let's say there's a, uh, a group that, um, Let's say a bunch of dwarf actors come together and they create a uh, little people actors. They're called dwarfs. I'm just saying some anyway, prefer only being called little people. Well, dwarf is the medical term. I know it is, but some still prefer just being okay. Whatever. Anyway, little people come on. together, yeah, and they they create a group that's only for little people. They're right. discriminating against people who aren't little. Right. There's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. <laughs> if you have a a, a black college or uh-huh. a black only. Uh, whatever and right, you right. say we're only going to do this yeah i think that um i i don't see the problem with discriminating against people who are not nd if we decide to run our business that way i don't uh being neurotypical is not a protected class so i'm pretty sure you can discriminate against people who are not so virgin so but that's just the, it though like you cannot discriminate against somebody uh it because they're white because Race is a protected class. You're and not so discriminating actually, against them. You're discriminating in favor of someone else. I, I, so in some regards, I agree with you because like having a little person owned, operated and run business and no, we will not hire people who are not. I agree with that idea, that level or that type of discrimination because you're actually allowing someone else to now get on equal footing. Right. Same thing with, uh, um, to to a degree and to a scale, um, you know, African American or black owned business only hiring black people, like I don't have a problem with that until they become a nationwide company, and then I start to have a little bit of a problem, not drastic problem with it, but a little bit because there are areas of this country where uh, uh, everybody needs to get well, a little of, you get a job. Technically, you can't only hire. Um, you can't discriminate against somebody for being white, even though. Right. I mean, because that's a protected class. Race right. is a protected class. Um, but like, but like little people, but I'm saying it, we, it's we, considered a disability. Same make, thing with ND is considered a disability. We, so no neurotypical is not a protected class. We make decisions all the time as a society to discriminate one way or the other in favor yes, or against do, people. Because humans are flawed in that way. Right. But I'm saying that discrimination isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes we, I, we discriminate. Anyway. Because we're trying to help a certain group of people. What, well, uh, like, I, okay, but I always try to. What fit. if we have a sensory room uh-huh. inside a school? Yeah, and we say the sensory room is for people who have sensory issues. Uh huh. Would it be unreasonable to say that people who have don't have sensory issues should not go into the sensory room? So who's to say who does and does not have sensory? That's issues? That's not what I'm saying. I am saying it that way because that's the problem that because comes that, out of no, no, you no, can no. only use it if you have sensory issues so i know but that's that's irrelevant to my point wait it's it's not irrelevant to the reality of that that yes but you're you're being pedantic because I, 
No, I'm trying to be realistic about it. No, like, I know what you're. I know what you're saying, Nick. But you're 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 looking you're looking at the minutia of it, and I'm not talking about the details. I'm talking about the general idea of having a space that's for a certain type of people. Uh -huh. Who cares about who determines who that person is? I'm not talking about that part of it. <laughs> but see, I think this is relevant to what we're talking about when it comes to this business idea. I think we need to look at the minutia of it. I think we right, need but to we, stop I'm talking writing about it, that shit off. Yes, but you need to stop with the autism for a second. <laughs> You're getting. Into, I can't stop with the autism, Steve. I am in, autistic. You're getting too far into the details where I'm trying to talk about. You have, you have to look at it from the larger picture first before you get into the details. So I think far too many people don't <clears throat> go far enough to the details. Yes, we and, can. And, but I'm saying this, the first part is looking at it from the bigger picture. We got the bigger picture. It's okay to say no to one person to benefit somebody else. That's that's the initial argument, but, right? Yes. That, that's the simplest terms to make that. That's the because big Because the whole purpose of creating a company for neurodiverse people. Uh -huh. It's to help neurodiverse sorry, people. I got it. neurodivergent people is to create a space that is more um, conducive to them and to make a space that's more accommodating to them. And if you start bringing in lots of neurotypical people, then what is to differentiate it between any other business? See, but that's the other thing too is, and here's one of those detail pieces. I didn't say bring in a lot. I said some. So I said not to exclude them. I'm not like, and I'm not saying let, let's bring in a crap ton just to make sure we get our day done, right? To make sure we're productive and profitable. What I'm saying with it is to exclude any mental difference. I think would be a disservice to us because for one, some of the people who we're hiring who are ND, they, they may actually need help with socialization a little bit more. They might need communication help. And I'm not saying we hire the NT just to help them with that communication, but being around and working with somebody who's All an right, NT. I will concede to you. We will hire one neurotypical person and their position <laughs> Affirmative is, action for NTs. No, no, it's it's the company whipping boy. <laughs> so anytime something goes wrong, we flog the NT person. We flog the NT. Um, we have them hung up, was strapped up to a pole, okay. and we just whip them. I mean, I mean, our people are have tendency to be scapegoats for when shit goes wrong at places a lot. So we'll just blame the MT. Yeah, we'll so just you're, blame the we're going to hire you. You get a paycheck. You don't have to actually do anything. Nothing at all. You just have to take the blame for everything yes. that goes wrong. Yes. You and have any, to be blamed for everything. And allow the autistic guy in accounting to whip you once in a while. Yes, that's that's <laughs> let let the neuro <laughs> let the autistic guy in accounting. Yep. His name's Larry. He's good with numbers, not so good with people. The accountant of all people, the accountant. Yep. Yeah. Larry okay. the accountant. All right. Not the CFO. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not not the person who works the front counter. No, no, no. Yep. It's the accountant. As long as you take that beating, we will continue to give you a paycheck. Yep. So. Yep. Uh well, are we going to are we going to uh pay them appropriately? It depends on what you mean by appropriate. I mean a living wage. What is a living wage? I uh, see I can be pedantic too. Well no, no, no. <laughs> but like I think the current What is a living wage, Nick? What no, I think the well, so for one, I've never been pedantic. Purely to be difficult, I was being pedantic because I believe in the details. So, like, there is a difference in the two things we just did. Right. So one but, is about Nick, being difficult. Here's the thing. So I was saying, on. assuming that you could, okay, yeah. because people, this is the way most people think. Uh, sure, that's how most people think. You would, you would know. 
what they, how most people if you think. have a room where people can or can't go in based on the criteria uh-huh. the thought experiment or the 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 supposition right uh-huh. is that you would be able to so we're assuming that all things considered equal we know who is and who isn't like who has the sensory issue who doesn't now you're saying well how do we know who? well that we're assuming that we know <laughs> That's the pur- the purpose of the room is for people who have that sensory issue. But I think that's part of the reason why some of the things, some of the accommodations that are set up now, some of the rules, some of the policies, some of the, the regulations that are set up now, I think that's why a lot of them don't actually do anything. So it's do you because think of what that, you just said. Do you think that blind because people, people assume. Do you think that blind people should be allowed to have service animals in restaurants? Do I believe blind people should be? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, we do. We allow that and we don't allow other people to do it. Why can't I bring a service animal into a restaurant? Because you don't have a service animal. Right, because I don't need one. So, uh-huh. And somebody who doesn't have sensory issues doesn't need a sensory room. So name somebody on the planet who doesn't potentially have sensory issues. Um, because even NTs can have sensory issues. Uh, there is a difference between people who are autistic and have sensory issues versus Somebody having a sensory issue who's not autistic, which... But help me understand that, because sensory issues are sensory issues, all things being equal. Yes, but most people aren't going to have the the sensory issue to the extent that an autistic person would have it. So I And think, not as frequently. I think somebody... that's That part is absolutely true, probably not as frequently. But not people who suffer for... People who suffer from migraines, that's a medical diagnosis, and they would have sensory issues at times. So can they use the room? Possibly, the, but they're NTs, and yet they have. I didn't say anything migraines. about being neuro, neuro, neurodivergent uh, to be in the room. I said sensory issues. Right, sensory issues, but that's just it, though. Like, a you, you someone smarter define... than me would figure out the criteria. <laughs> but that's part of. So, like to me, that's part of the downside to some of the conversations. You always about have to have somebody things. making decisions. Next, somebody's going to have to say you can come in or you can't. And that's part of. Just to like me, we make a decision saying works. like somebody can have a, a, a service animal and some people can't. Well, we actually are able to identify certain things for service animals. And what about in fact, the people criteria have service, for it. People have service animals with PTSD. Uh, no, those are emotional support animals and those are not considered service animals. According to the ADA, emotional support animals do not have the same consideration as service animals. We still get people with PTSD. They have uh Animals. We're allowed to bring them in certain areas that other people aren't. Um, they don't, they you don't cannot get... go into a business with an emotional support animal. Uh, the ADA does not cover that. It doesn't matter. It it does, actually, because this is... Because, once is... again, you're arguing about something that's not important. No, to you, it's not important. To me, it's actually very important, the details and the differentiating on the, some of these things. The like, point is that some people are allowed to have animals uh-huh. and other people aren't. But see... Because of but it's they not have a reason simple. for having them. But it's not that simple, though, because if you were a business who supports emotional support animals, you will let somebody in. But some people might not understand that your your specific business is letting that happen. And then when they go into another business, they're like, well, that place let me do it because they're thinking like you do. Well, this place did. So this place did. That's a business. That's a business. No, I mean, they, if they, have, let if me. they have the right no, to not let them to. in, but, uh, that's that's irrelevant. The point is. That we uh-huh. make exceptions for certain people for certain reasons. But but it's not an exception. We're allowing somebody to function in our society somebody... at the same rate. We're actually equalizing things by allowing somebody who is blind to have a service animal. Right. 
Same thing with me wearing glasses. It's an accommodation we make. But when it comes to sensory issues, there are so many reasons why somebody would have a sensory issue. There is actually no way to say so you're somebody can't. That NT people uh-huh. have similar sensory issues to autistic people. I'm I saying to go that, on record saying that. Uh, well, but it's not that simple. It's it's not that simple. So and that's that part of my point is every time you go to simplify any one of these things in, in this conversation, when yes, it comes so to somebody, accommodations, when it comes to any of this, I think you you yourself are doing not only a disservice to you because of the way you're thinking about it, but I also think we're doing a disservice to the conversation about this right. because we're trying to simplify things. Because that's the that only way we can talk simple. about these things. If you're talking about it, in this type of setting, that's the only way you can talk about no, it because you can't account why? for every single variable when you're talking about it in a, in a theoretical conversation. But, but we don't need to be on you both sides You can only talk about it from like a 30,000 foot view because we don't- How about a 15,000 foot view then? Because you can't get into every, of course, there's going to be, you can think of uh, um, problems or things that can get in the way for anything. Right. But why don't we talk about the ones that are more common than not? Let's talk about the details we can <clears throat> think of in this given moment, opposed to dismissing all of them. I'm not dismissing all of them. Well, I'm saying that I mean, you're trying to simplify. You're everything saying that some to... people uh, who are not neurodivergent or who don't normally have sensory issues might have a sensory issue. Yes. So to that, I would say if you have th these rooms do exist. I don't uh -huh. know how schools make the determination yeah, I, I don't as to who can go in and who can. not Maybe just everybody's allowed. But Maybe. I would assume that that would be up to the school or whoever's in charge of the room right. to determine who can go in and who can't. Right. So that's my answer is they figure, let them figure it out. <laughs> but I uh, see that the, if they like, say, Hey, again, I know that is... Billy has migraines. He has a, a slip from the doctor. Right. He takes a, right. a, a pill for his migraines. Right. I'm going to let him in the sensory room because I'm a human being and I see the situation and I'm allowing right. it. Right. Unfortunately, sometimes people who are involved in the situation have mm -hmm. to make judgment calls based on things. You may be some uh, dealing with a kid who's undiagnosed but has mm -hmm. sensory issues. Right. But because I'm a human being who understands what's going on and sees this, I allow them into the room because so, I'm making a judgment call because I see what's on. going on. But what you just said, somebody taking into consideration all the variables, right? All the details, all right. the little things about I'm it. I'm talking about big picture, what, not the details. Well, I understand that. It's just I think that's part of the disservice that people are doing even when it comes to accommodations for NDs in the workplace now is because people want to say, well, you know, big picture. Well, a lot of the yeah, times when that, I'm hearing people say that, what they're saying is they don't give a the, rat's ass the, the about problem is, Nick, you what's actually important. You can't legislate every single variable. That's but I'm not talking about... Wait, it's kind of like... Wait, we, we, at what point we, we start talking about legislation here? Because we've argued before about like the fact that um, judges and... Uh, law enforcement in yeah. general is allowed to make certain judgments on things, right? Which is not always ideal, but unfortunately, right. there's no, there's not really a better way to handle it because we can't account for every single variable, every situation. So, the laws and the rules we have in place are just guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's some things that are pretty set in stone, like you can't kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like, like there's no reason to kill. But there's a lot yeah. of gray area in certain areas because it's um, a lot of times your uh, the situation, the context right. actually matters. Right? right. So the context matters, which is why people are allowed to make judgment calls based on the context. But that's what I'm trying to say about this. You kept calling it minutia or details, but I'm talking about the context of it. And so like let, getting back to our premise here, even though we are actually talking about it the whole time, I think this is this to me is one of the reasons why things like this are so hard. Why accommodations for people are so hard is because people want to say you can't it's cover the every single thing. 
but an employer can. No, like if I'm saying if the ADA read and, something, and, right? The ADA can't yeah, cover every yeah, but, single thing. Yeah, but thing I'm not talking there. about the ADA. Your your thought experiment right, right, is but not why about do the ADA. Why do companies make accommodations because of the ADA? No, because somebody in that business decided they didn't want to give a fuck about another human being. No, I'm saying why being. do they make accommodations? Because they're forced to. Why right. do they have to be forced to? Because human beings are shitty to one another. Right, but That's what I'm saying why. is- the ADA can't cover every single situation, but the, they, they have a very general guidelines uh-huh. and it's actually very, the laws are vague. It says you have to do, uh-huh. you have to provide an accommodation unless you can basically uh, provide a reason why it would be an undue hardship for the business. And, so so that for right instance, there, that right there, because that opens the business up to, if I can justify it, then I can fuck you over. It depends on what it, but yeah, I'm not saying that they couldn't be more specific, right? but I'm saying there's a limit to how specific they can be because you can't cover every single situation. But that's just it. It's not cover all or cover none. I'm saying, why don't we look at covering the common things or the most probable things? Well, they do have, they do have specific, um, so you know about like legal precedent, right? Yes, I, I do. So there are certain things that are. Um, expected because it's legal precedent, which means like if a company, even though um, the laws has been determined by courts to be interpreted uh-huh. this way, right. meaning that if a company doesn't provide X right. accommodation, it doesn't matter. The law doesn't specifically say you have to provide a wheelchair uh-huh. ramp, but what? we we've Actually. determined that you have to do it. So therefore, if right. you don't, you're going to be screwed for it. You're going to so, be fucked for it. But that's just it. When we're talking physical disability, nobody argues about doing those accommodations. Like, like allowing, allowing somebody who's autistic to wear headphones at work. Like, right. how could you argue that that's a detriment to the business? And yet there are businesses who have. Maybe. I don't know of any. I'm sure. I'm, I doubt I, you know any. So that means it doesn't happen? Because no, you, you don't just, know about it and because I haven't heard of it? Because you're saying that they have. Like, I'm, you, I'm betting money. If we Google it, there's going to be a fucking business that has won that. Yeah. What, I, I, I doubt that, but. I would doubt that. But anyway, the anyway, point is I, I also I also assume whether they've wanted or not, there has been an employee who has claimed that you, they have. So you think that it would be That is a, the loudest vehicle yeah, I've I, ever heard. It went through my headphones and like holy shit. We picked shit. up a car outside and I have soundproofing all in this room. So Yeah, and yet it was just that loud. Um Okay, go ahead. So you're saying yes. if we start an ND business yes. that uh, we should allow some neurotypicals in there or, or at least not discriminate against all neurotypicals. Right. That's what I'm ultimately saying is that I don't think we should exclude. I think it would be hard to anyway because um, how are you going to verify if somebody's neurodivergent or not? Well, that's that's the other part of this too is like if you put out you know uh, an ad for an opening, right, and you put – uh, neurodivergent people wanted, right? right? I mean, you could put that in the advertisement for the job opening. And if people apply it, you can't ask, well, currently the way our laws go, you can't ask somebody if they are. By the way, this is a uh, kind of a, a small tangent, but did you see the text message that uh, your wife received about a play um, the other day? About, uh, I think it was Christmas. Uh, was it? No, it was Wizard of Oz. Oh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, did you see the entire advertisement for The Wizard of Oz from that theater company? No, no, no. But, oh, my God, um, because they're <clears> – hold on. I did see it, and hold on. I want to get to where you are, but I want to put some context for people listening. So this theater company, who I will not name – I will not do the name because I don't actually want to put them on blast. It's just the way they advertised their Wizard of Oz being 
neurodivergent affirming, being inclusive for the neurodivergent people. Okay, specifically autism. Um, they were talking about expanding their inclusivity to include. Well, for one, I got asked to not be in a fucking play because of my fucking issues, my fucking proximity to my face fucking issues. They wanted me to kiss somebody in a fucking play and they asked me to not be in the play anymore because I wasn't willing to kiss somebody. But they also didn't tell me that I had to kiss somebody at the beginning when they offered me the job. Anyway, I just want to point that out because I'm um, neurodivergent <clears throat> and I was asked to not be in a fucking play. But now well, tell, also, tell the other part. Well, I, I had an issue with another. Okay. Um, uh, well, yeah. was, I, won't, yeah, I won't name them either, but there were a few larger theaters that I had oh, yes. applied to work for. And I was told that uh, being autistic wasn't diversity. Because so. <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't say they were looking for like racial minorities or um, uh, I think what they were looking for is somebody LGBTQ or a person of color. But they didn't say that. Right. They just said they were looking for people with different backgrounds, um, people who had, right. you know, People who were diverse in different ways. So yeah. I brought up like that I've had trouble working different places because yeah. of my, you know. Because um, of being autistic. Yeah, that I have trouble in a lot of, um, but I, I also pointed out that I had a lot of skills that are relevant to the job. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they just, but anyway, yeah. it's funny how they say these things, but the right. way they act is different. But that's not what I was bringing it up for. Yeah, it's brought yeah. up because of the text message. Right, right, right. Did you and see the message? You know what I'm I talking did. about? Yes, I exactly know. <laughs> I exactly saw it. Um, I just find it interesting because this company, this nonprofit, this, uh, uh, community theater group is advertising about being inclusive of neurodivergent people, I also thought it was but interesting. yet they relegated them to just being the fucking munchkins. Yeah. They cast the munchkins as somebody who's DD. Yeah. And I was so like, developmentally delayed for people who don't which, know what DD so is. So that's what I thought was, I saw the message and I just kind of laughed. I'm like, really? Me too. Like. On a, on a side funny moment, that's fucking funny. Uh, on, so you on, decide to, uh, hey, we want a diverse cast. Let's right. make the Munchkins DD. Right. Okay. Yeah, and that that's just it. Like if soapbox moment, if you're gonna say you're neuroaffirming, if you're gonna say you want to be inclusive, then actually be inclusive. Take the person who's autistic, whatever fucking level autistic and put them as the star, put them as the co-star. Don't, don't just put somebody in it as a background fucking player. I actually made this assessment. I, I equated it very similarly and in a ver very loose way. I equated it to when, uh, um, African-American people, when black people were only put on in movies and TV as the dancer behind the white star or as a token. Yeah. The token, like it's the same fucking idea to me. Like did, Give us a whole fucking play, not not story, but put us in the fucking play. Yeah, our, our token neurodivergent people right. playing Munchkins, and, but also, probably don't have any speaking lines. But also understand what it means to have somebody who is neurodivergent there. We have sensory issues. We have days where we have meltdowns. Well, that, so no, hey, we don't show up to rehearsal. This is coming back to my. This is coming back to my whole original thought experiment. Relatively speaking, is, you're right. So wouldn't it because we were only arguing my my wanting to include NTs. Theoretically, wouldn't it be easier for somebody, mm -hmm. maybe us, to make a neurodivergent business? Uh no, nerd well, yes, but neurodivergent theater company. Yes. And actually we've talked about trying to do and that. And put on plays where we actually cast 
mostly people with differences. I would I would say, uh, especially for like a a community theater or something, it would be hard to only cast neurodivergent people. Well, I but, think maybe we might have to stray outside of neurodivergent, but why not just people with mental differences? Yeah, whatever. But the point is, is that this comes like, back to my whole idea about the business identifying. So now differences. This is the whole the whole reason why I brought it up as mm -hmm. far as in the context of a business yeah. is. We keep trying so hard to have other people make accommodations for us. Right. Or we we try hard to mask and fit into their environment. Right. So it was a combination of we ask for certain accommodations, we try to fit in, and we right. try to mask. Yeah, and we it, get what little scraps and they throw we don't, at us. And it's we don't like it. It's stressful for us. A lot of us right. can't hold a job, or if we do hold a job, uh, we get fired frequently, right. or we're bouncing around from job to job, yeah. or we're doing all these different things. Yeah. Rather than do all that, uh -huh. why don't we just start a business that's accepting of our people and that works for our people? And if somebody neurotypical wants to work there, they have to work in, in our, our way. Yeah, in our way. Yeah, yeah. Fit into our box. Um, and I agree with you. Like I said at the very beginning of this, I, I see there's pros and cons, right? There's good bads to it. I think one of the best parts to it is that people are getting their needs met and more specifically, not just their needs, but they're getting a more desirable environment to thrive in. And well, I agree I with one that. One of the things you said off camera was that you think uh -oh. that um, like you're limiting yourself as to who you hire. So if you only hire NDs, that there may be certain skills or maybe certain uh, points of view, certain whatever yes. that you may be missing from right. NT people. Right. But because I the don't necessarily agree with style that. Is different. And I understand that portion of it. Right. But I think that for any position, um, with maybe some specific, there may be some, like you could probably come up with certain examples that Possibly. could be an exclusion. Maybe. But I think that for the majority of mm -hmm. situations, you could find somebody who's neurodivergent who could fit into any role that you needed. If you have somebody who has um, Tourette's and they're an excellent COO, yeah. Why? Well, what does it matter? It doesn't matter. Why do I need a neurotypical COO? Right. Let me hire somebody right. who has. Well, um, here, hold on though. Like name a job. So so let's let's say we're doing a um, let me uh, let's say coffee shop. Okay. Would you want the person? And I'm not saying they can't do the job. I'm just saying uh -oh, thinking go. about what goes on with them. And granted, I'm a little ignorant when it comes to fucking threats. I know there's something about twitches and spasms and possibly Ticks. saying yeah. Uh, that's why I said a spasm. No, Same well, idea. tick is uh, isn't just necessarily a spasm, but it, the tick is any of the. I know. I I have yeah. I that neck twitch that I do. Yeah. Yeah. I I was told I I it's minor Tourette's, whatever the fuck that means. Anyway, um, I got accused of it too because of certain things I do. Because of little twitches you have, right? Yeah. Okay. Never, Maybe I'm using the wrong terms again. I'm kind of. I never. When it comes I to never Tourette's, noticed okay? them, but other people would point it out all the time. Oh, okay. And I never. Talk to it about a doctor or yeah. something like that. Well, I've got that neck twitch where I go from here to here in kind of a rather quick way. But anyway, what I'm saying is if if somebody's pouring coffee, yeah. would you want – and this is – and I'm not trying to exclude anybody from anything. Here we go. Yep. Yep. That's, do, you want, do you want Michael J. Fox pouring your Y'all know where I'm going coffee. with this. I bet. What? So do you want Michael J. Fox pouring your coffee? Is that what you're <laughs> By the way, God, why am I laughing so hard at that? All right. And I am not making fun of Michael J. Fox whatsoever or anybody who has Parkinson's. And I'm just keep them away from the macchiatos. I'm just looking at it from a, a, a realistic standpoint. And this could be ableist of me. I don't fucking know. I'm still working on my own ableism shit. Okay. I'm just thinking of. Well, you're older. 108. Oh, 
that's true actually no because you, your generation's all like there's no excuse that you're from that generation i am not from that generation that generation is before me well you still you grew up in that probably an environment I did. where I did. it's I did. like i think the reason why a lot of people who are our age and older mm -hmm. we were always told that there's no excuse so yes like you have kind of yeah. like this sometimes this ableist attitude without right. necessarily meaning to act that way right which is why way. which is why i kind of feel guilty it's for like, saying this but i don't want somebody with 180 degree coffee even pouring it into a cup near their own hand yeah because what if they have a muscle spasm at that given moment and they burn themselves? And I'm not saying they could sue me for fucking disability or whatever or or like harm at work. I'm not worried about that part. They're burning but their own that, hand. Wouldn't that just be an accommodation thing where you say, well, we don't want that person. Yes, yes. Like – and and but that's what I'm that saying. That person probably wouldn't want to be pouring coffee. Right. If they I don't know think that they would. Yeah. It on themselves. But the the reason why I'm bringing that up is because you're absolutely right. If somebody has Tourette's, it doesn't prevent them or doesn't cause any issue whatsoever for them being COO. Right. But I wouldn't want them pouring the coffee because they're fuck. They might burn themselves. Right. I wouldn't want them necessarily to. Depends be, on what their tick is. Well, it depends. You're absolutely right. It depends on what the tick is because if it's a little facial twitch, whatever. I'm saying like my twitch, my twitch is my head goes from center all the way to here and it does it in a rather abrupt manner, if you will. Well, okay, people, rather quick kind of manner. But what happens is that my left shoulder will twitch up as well. So if I had that coffee pot in my hand on my left side and I'm going to pour it, but all of a sudden my arm twitches, I'm pouring that everywhere. And maybe I burn my hand with it. I would not want that. Right. So like at my age of 43, knowing that I have this more pronounced than I ever have in my life, would I be the best and most ideal person to pour hot fucking coffee? And by the way, I know at Starbucks, they put the cup under the thing and they got the little thing. So there's less risk of that. I get that, everybody. I'm just throwing out an example. But I wouldn't want me to be the person with the coffee pot going like this because I might fucking twitch, right? Like I'm actually thinking about this from a lived experience point of view on it. But would it stop that person who has whatever, whatever Tourette's tick there is? Would that stop that person from running the register. No. Does it stop them from taking orders? No. Does it stop them from bringing that coffee to somebody? Potentially not. <clears throat> it doesn't stop them from being a good customer service person. Well, you would have to figure out that's more of a in the weeds thing where it depends it, on the individual person. I happen to like living in that. Yeah. Well, it, 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 and with Tourette's, it depends because there's a lot of different ways there, people can, yes. ticks can manifest. It could be yes. a verbal tick. Maybe they just yell something. Right. Maybe and I'm, they... I'm actually, that one right there, a lot of people won't hire somebody who has the verbal ticks for, from Tourette's as doing customer service or or doing advertising or like public relations. I would have no fucking problem with that. A, I don't mind swearing. But B, because they can't control that. And that doesn't yeah. stop them from when they're talking well or rather when they're not twitching. Maybe you could start a coffee shop that only has people with Tourette's. <laughs> I mean, we did talk about starting a coffee shop called Roasted, and yeah. we just make fun of people. And so part of the experience of coming in there, you just know people are going to be yelling shit the whole time. Yeah, exactly. We put a sign on the door that says you will hear cursing and someone will make fun of you. But not everybody who has Tourette's actually swears. No, so no. Actually, they don't even I necessarily say a word. Smallest. Sometimes they just make a noise. Maybe they don't say yeah. anything and they yeah. just twitch. They, it depends what the tick is. Yeah. I'm, uh, if I remember correctly, the the ones that verbal, the, the stereotype well, like, is like the smallest number of Tourette's. It's just, it's just like um uh with autism there's lots of different ways that people might need accommodation right. the same thing with Tourette's because not everybody with Tourette's is the same right 
uh, right. as far as frequency yes. and what well, they agree. do. Like and, me and you could probably go an eight-hour day working a job, any retail job, because we have, uh, and be just fine. And But at the end of the day, we're a little bit more tired than other days. I actually – A little more stressed out maybe. When I was younger, I actually enjoyed working at – coffee shops because of the fast pace yes me too i didn't really have to time to think about stuff so my right. brain just kind of shut off and i'm just you're going through the motions yeah 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 so like, i agree it's very um like i just you know and usually customers are not too much of a problem because everybody loves coffee and yeah. people usually aren't rude occasionally but most yeah. of the time people you don't get asshole customers in a coffee shop See, I, I never minded working retail with tough customers because I knew they were going to be there. The expectation was already there that they're going to be there. And so I never had a problem with I don't, that. I don't have a problem with tough customers either, but it depends. Like yeah. 99% of the time I'm fine. Right. But if I'm already in a bad mood or uh -huh. I'm stressed out or I'm like burnt out and yeah. then I get to deal with that person, that's when I'm right. When I'm already when I'm already on that borderline. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then I gotta deal with some asshole. Then I'm yeah, like, yeah. I've had to restrain myself, like, like from blowing up at mm -hmm. people like because i knew i couldn't but i was right. like i just wanted to tell somebody to go fuck themselves right like fuck right. you <laughs> just yeah. fuck you yeah um i i unfortunately did not have as much restraint as you sometimes and i have actually like when somebody was complaining about service or whatever just kind of went i mean you could always fucking leave yeah and like of course somebody complains to my boss about me and my boss goes you can't swear and i'm like yeah, okay i actually can swear you just don't want me to yeah. See, I got pedantic on somebody else. So anyway, I think ultimately, just so we can kind of wrap up a little bit on your, your thought idea here, I think ultimately more people would be served by that business, but I don't know how effective, quote unquote, effective that business ultimately would become. Because I think... Depends on what the business is. Yeah, I think ultimately it comes down I to a lot of those extra factors. And it depends on what accommodations you need to make for all your right. different employees. Um, I think something like customer facing like a coffee shop would be more difficult. I was thinking more something like, let's say, a web-based ad company. Like, let's say we make ads. It's a company where we make, we make. Um, so, so like the employee search engine company that we interviewed somebody for? Like that business? Yeah. Well, something, well, I wasn't thinking that specifically, but let's say like we make video ads or we make um, graphics and we, uh -huh. we do advertising. What do they call it? Um What's that? Digital marketing? Yeah, but there's a there's a specific term I'm looking oh. like a copywriter. You know, like copywriting. Okay. Like let's say we 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 help develop brands for uh -huh. people, whatever. But if you're doing like digital marketing and branding, like yeah. it's not as customer facing necessarily. And you maybe you have your people who are best at dealing with um B2B with other businesses or customers. Those are the people who go out and talk to the clients. Right. But if you have somebody who's um, like level two and mm -hmm. they're really good at doing art and stuff. You just have them sit in the office or sit in their own little office and they draw right. and do all the graphics, whatever. Fuck, what's wrong with that? I don't have a problem with it. But coffee shop is a little more difficult because there's a lot of moving pieces and there's a lot of customer facing so, stuff. But and that's, that's what I mean. I think it would be effective for the people, but I don't know how effective of a business it would become. It like it, I still think it depends on. No, no, the, I, I agree, but I even think is. the graphics design or the marketing. Well, but think of it this that way: kind of thing, I think that would it's, suffer a little say bit you're, too. Well, um, not suffer. Let me not put that in. Let's say you have terms. ADHD. Yeah. Or let's say you're someone who's um, autistic, maybe level one, level two, but mm -hmm. maybe you have um, really bad uh, sensory issues. Maybe uh -huh. you have trouble sleeping, stuff like that. Yeah. If I run a business that does digital marketing. Yeah. And let's say the deadline is I need you to have this graphic done by the fifth. Uh -huh. 
if you're doing it at two in the morning, I don't give a fuck. Right. I don't I don't give a shit when you do it as long as you get it done. Right. So yeah. as long as the work is getting done. Right. It doesn't matter to me if you're working during business hours or after hours. Working on your own schedule for for a business like that works well. Yeah, you can even do it at home. Just get the graphic done and send it in. Right. But unfortunately, there's not enough of those businesses. And also, I, I do want to point out that not everyone who's on the spectrum is fucking good with a computer. I'm not. I didn't say good with a computer. I was talking about like art. Yeah, not all of us are good at art. Not I'm all, not. They're not, but I was had to pick an example. I know which, you had to. No, no, and I... I had to pick a. I agree with you. Um, what I'm trying to point out with that is like when it comes to that, we don't give a shit when they get it done as long as it gets done kind of thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, most businesses have to have business hours of some type and they can't right. always well, if do it's, Especially if it's way. customer facing, like a coffee shop. But that's why I was oh, saying. Wow. How come the first three times you said customer facing in this, I kind of went, oh, what does he mean? But then when you just said it in the context of the coffee shop, Somehow it clicked that time. Customer facing meaning I, like I know, I know uh, a retail means. store yes. or something like that. Now I got it. It's just the but way. But if you're if you're it. doing digital marketing, it doesn't matter what your hours are because right. you're not, not at all. you don't have customers coming into your business. Right. That's what it means. Like customer yeah, yeah. facing. I, I, I said I got it. It's um, I, I just call it customer service. It's like I'm trying to think of other businesses that are not customer facing. Um, well, anything web based is automatically non customer facing. Yeah, but facing. There's, there's other bi- types of businesses too. Uh, uh, publishing, publishing is one yeah, that like, would be mostly non customer facing. Yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Um, so it, whatever your hours are, it doesn't matter as right. long as you're producing the content. Yeah, you're producing the work. exactly. Well, like if me and you ran a coffee <clears> shop, but also did the roasting side of it. Right. The roasting side, we don't right. need so to yeah, keep specific hours. So yeah, if you're a coffee roaster, yeah. you you do it whenever you need to. Yeah, we can you're a wine maker, roast. Yeah, unless, exactly. Unless you're open to the public and you have people come to your right. vineyard, but if you're just making wine or making beer it doesn't yeah. matter i could be making beer make? at fucking three in the morning Who right cares? um as long it's as probably better made. beer that way um uh, <laughs> the next part of the thought experiment yes please yeah, fuck the time dude we're already 45 minutes yeah in. i don't care about the time so let's the just keep going to this the first thing i thought about yeah. was the business and then i took it a step further well you did you did and so by, I, by the way co-op I a co-op is um, i know what a f- Oh, I, well, I, I kind of, I kind of don't, I don't, kind of don't in the business aspect of it. So, co-op is um, like everybody a, holds part in it. It's like a socialist business, basically. So uh, everybody has ownership. Yeah. So, and every employee owns part of the business. Wait, kind of like Chobani was. And then all the profits are shared. W- wasn't that how Chobani was? It might be. I don't know. Oh. So yeah. Okay, I could be really <laughs> wrong like on that Chobani thing. If you, me, and two other people, yeah, started a coffee business, right? And we were a co-op. Technically, the ownership would be split four ways, and all the profits would be shared among the four people. Right. That's a co-op. Okay. Essentially, that's a that's a dumbed down version of what a co-op is. But yeah. But in a co-op, all the people are also working, and they hold like right. profit sharing. But not everybody would want that. No, that's not the thing, like stockholders. Like, I think not, part of the yeah, not like I think co-ops are co-ops are fine. Yeah. But not everybody wants to be like because if you work for a co-op, right. it also implies you have more responsibility because you're part owner too. So, like, if you're just a regular employee, but you're also part owner of the business, the idea is that um, a co-op would theoretically be more productive of a business because everybody has more incentive to right. provide. Everybody's invested more. Right, because yeah. you're getting more out of it. Right. But not everybody wants that extra responsibility that okay. comes along with that. Let's say, like, you, if you work in mental health. Right. What do you care about, like, <clears throat> I don't know, like, is the profit incentive there for you to, like, bust your ass to make extra money like somebody no. might not, somebody might no. not want to if you want to be a psychiatrist and you just want to help like right. help people and listen to people and talk right. to people you might not give a shit about working at a co-op because like there's no incentive maybe you don't have no personal drive for that right well because in in my line of work it's you have to be more motivated by 
the assistance helping connection that you have with other people opposed yeah. to money. Like a lot of people, and I'd like to mention that it's partially not true, but a lot of people in my field like to say, you don't go into it for the money. <laughs> Motherfucker, you can make six figures fucking working in mental health, all right? You can also make six figures working on the other side. What? The opposite of what you do. The opposite of what I do? You mean selling drugs? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure you can make six figures quicker yeah. <laughs> selling drugs and um, fucking being in my field. In my field, you have to spend six figures to make six figures, okay? So the, you the get opposite a master's side, degree or more. So the next side of the thought experiment, the first part yeah. was the business. Right. Or like having a co-op or whatever. The second part I was thinking is would people who are neurodivergent mm-hmm. overall – Yes. So this is a, a general thing. So I got to go big picture first here before. Yeah, you and then the and then let me bring it down to tininess. Um, yes. Overall, so what what do I mean by overall? I mean, would they be able to meet more of their goals? Would they live a more happy life mm. in general? What does happy mean? Whatever. Think about whatever you want. Yeah. But would they, in general, live a better life in a commune? Right. Or a communist society. By communist society, yeah. I don't mean like. Stalin, Mao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I was like, just about to say that too. I yeah. mean, like a like a, an actual. Uh, I mean, are we talking the, more socialist society? The reason I say commune is because a commune is much easier to conceptualize because it's yes. small. It's yes, a, it is. It's a small community, right? Versus a communist society, I think is when you get down to the big scale like that, it's right. much more difficult. Which is probably why most communist states fail, is because right. it's very difficult when you go on a bigger level like that. But there, you know, uh, you haven't really played it, but in the the game series The Last of Us, yes, it's a zombie game. They have I forget the name of the town. I think it's like a does it matter? No, but okay. they 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 build this town out in the mountains, yeah. And they have a farm, and it's a little commune. Like they right. they they live in a post apocalyptic society. Mm-hmm. They don't have currency. They just everybody does something. Somebody raises the sheep. Somebody raises the horses. Right. Somebody makes shoes. Somebody right. sews clothes, and they all just get... everybody has a task to do. They right. do the task, and everybody gets to survive now, based on. I am by no means like a big uh, tree hugging. He is not hippie socialist or anything like he that. He is none of those things. Um, I think that capital. Well, some people might not like this, but I think that capitalism mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and by capitalist I mean a real capitalist society, not right, like, right, right. not the bullshit we live in. Yeah, because we actually don't have a real free market. We have right. uh, crony crony capitalism. We have corporatism, where like okay. we have the, all these big companies that have way too much influence and control. Right. Whereas in like a real, in order for capitalism to actually function properly, you have uh-huh. to have more competition right is it closer to the way that we know sweden works um is that closer to a free market than i us? guess yeah okay. they actually have a pretty free market but I, yeah. I mean just like um if you have i think at some point like companies get too big and they have too much influence too much control yeah, yeah. i think uh in order for capitalism to work better you need like smaller companies competing with each other but more of them yes yeah okay. um but anyway the point yeah, is yeah, yeah. uh i'm not like i i think the capitalism overall is like the best economic system that we got, even though it's not perfect. I think at some point we may get to a point where technology gets to the point where we don't need capitalism. Like right. if we lived in a Star Trek like society where yeah. you can get anything you need instantly, right? Then you don't really need to have capitalism anymore. Right. As and people right, just worked because the work needed to be done. Yeah. But we're not at that point yet. No. So I not think at all. Um, but anyway, the point is in a commune, yes. Would it be better for our type of people? Because um, theoretically, mm-hmm. it may be easier to accommodate people because to a degree, because they wouldn't have the pressure and expectations 
to do certain things because of yes, cabinets. you're right. There's there's not the social expectation imposed onto people or the the productivity or profit. So if we live in a commune and we say Jack Jack is really good at I don't know building fences. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So let's say Jack's yeah. really good at building fences. Mm -hmm. We just let him build all the fences and he does carpentry in town. Right. And that's it. Yeah. Right. But he's providing a service for the town. Right. And so he gets to eat. He gets to have internet, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So you just do whatever it is you're good at or right. whatever it is that um, you're capable whatever, to provide. Whatever works for the society. Okay. Um, so the reason why I said yet again, good and bad is, A, I think it would help more people in the society if we were like that. I think it would help more neurodivergent people if we were like that. I also believe that some accommodation, excuse me, some accommodations would impose on other people's accommodations. I think um, in a commune, I think some things would end well, up give me an interfering. Example, so I don't have a great example of it. I'm just proposing well, I know what you're saying, but I don't know like what what's an yeah, example of somebody's like, accommodation so affecting someone else's um, accommodation. Let, let's let's because we're talking to this commune wouldn't be all neurodivergent people. No, no, just no be, it would be all people, right? Yeah, and just that the people who are neurodivergent in right. that commune, right? I think that when you don't have to worry about money, right, that it's much easier for society to accept and to make accommodations for those people because there's less of that. Um, we have like this weird competitive thing, like, and I think people are fucking nosy Karens and worry about what everybody else is doing. Well, how come Nick gets to wear headphones? How come Nick gets to take uh sensory breaks and I don't get to take extra breaks because I'm whatever. Like, I think people worry too much about that shit. They do. They absolutely do. They give a shit more about somebody else potentially getting a benefit over them opposed to looking at what it really is. But I think a lot of that stuff wouldn't be as big of an issue if you live in a commune. I agree. And I think one of the main reasons is exactly taking money out of the equation. You also have we a, we wouldn't have people evaluating their self-worth. Well, there's based also on how there's much also another piece you're missing here, which is actually more of a conservative argument. Okay. Is Throw that it at me. even though it's funny because I'm making I'm bringing up a conservative point, but in the context of a commune, which is in a very left that, way. That most yeah. conservatives would yeah. not agree with. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's that you have a closer knit um, society, a closer knit, uh, knit um, like if you have a, it's, it's. There's more connection in the society with one another. Yeah. It's like yeah. why conservatives argue about like going to church is good is because it, right. you build connections with other people. Yes. You build a community. Yes. Right? And so in a commune. Yes. That's what it is. You have a community. Everybody right. knows each other. <clears throat> so like. And you have to deal with each other yeah, actually. If you're getting your food from uh, Sarah and you're getting your wood from John. Yeah. You're going to you know, build relationships right. with those other families because right. you're, we've lost a lot of that in like modern day, like uh -huh. people don't talk to their neighbors anymore. People don't, but I'm saying, I think if you're in a commune, you would give sh a shit more about the autistic kid who lives down the street because you're a closer knit. And community. also how well is he being taken care of? You're yeah. right. You're right. <clears throat> it's kind of like living in a tribal society where everybody takes care of each right. other. Um, and, and I think, I think those of us who have social issues of some type, whether it's isolationist or because of the way we've been treated, I think that would help that a great deal because we would still have, not only would we have to talk to other people, but they would actually come to talk to us. So it's not like us as the ND constantly have to try to, to fit into them or, or try to make connection with them. They're also coming to us because we are part of a community and saying, Hey, what's up? 
Yeah, I think right? when I when I was, I've talked before in other episodes about like some of the downsides of the modern world. Yeah. Because uh, as much as I, you know, I'm a big tech nerd. I love video games. I love mm-hmm. technology. I love computers. Uh-huh. I, you know, I just built one recently. But I have like this inner like little my id is like this little hippie boy who wants to live uh-huh. in the woods and play with animals. Yeah. And like part yeah. of me like kind of misses like that we used to have more of a connection with the community right. and we used to have more of a connection with like I actually was a kid before the internet was a big thing, you know. Uh-huh. And I remember like growing up in a time where people actually in the early 90s people actually talked to their neighbors more. They people yeah. went to church and they actually not that I like a huge church person but like right. I think we should go back a little bit further to prior to the invention of the TV. Maybe even then, but I'm just saying that like I love I mean, all the, the I love all this. the technology, but at the same yeah. time, like we've grown so distant from each other as That's people. True. Like we talk to each other um, through the internet, and uh-huh. we dehumanize each other, and we go in yes. our little tribal groups, and we fight with each other, and we have these people mm. people with black or white thinking fighting each other yes. left or right, and all this stuff. Because the echo chamber thing too. Right. That's far more prevalent now too. But I, I mean, it's not obviously people fought for fucking of course all throughout history because I, my tribe is better than your tribe and right, right. et cetera. But, but I think I'm it's saying that there's something you're missing now. about like not having a, a close knit community. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying we should go back to like living in the 19 fucking whatever 40s or whatever yeah. 1930s or whatever. I'm just saying that there are some things we've lost because of the way that right right. there's there's a level of disconnection that we don't have anymore it's easier for us to write people off and not care about people because we're not involved with them they're not in our face as much we just talk to people through a screen and then when we do talk to them we immediately assume they're going to behave like us and when they don't if you lived in a little commune and you had some autistic people in the commune um even if you still had the internet and whatever Mm -hmm. like you'd have to deal with these people you would uh i don't know in a way like certain situations force you mm-hmm. to get along and understand people. Well, and I would say though, this commune idea, if if somebody was uh, especially an ND and they just were, a thought experiment, all right? I don't yeah, need yeah. the FBI coming after me. Yeah, not at all. We don't need that. Um, I think if somebody was born in this commune, yeah. right, and they were an ND, Jonestown, I, yeah, yeah, I believe in this ND. <laughs> I believe this ND would also have less trauma from yeah. growing up. Because they didn't grow up in an NT world and have to navigate that. They didn't have as many people making fun of them. And because other people around them were so accepting. Like, there, of course, there's going to be somebody in the commune who goes, well, that fucking kid, needs to try harder. Yeah, I mean, of people course. are going to be shitty no matter what. Yeah, of course, because people, that's what they do, But right? we're talking about in general. Yes, Most in people general, would probably, people would be better. even if they did act like that, right. at the end of the day, they would probably still... Help out because that person's part of the community. Right. Yes. Or still have that yes. person's back. Right. I, I think that ultimately, maybe that person still says things like, you don't look autistic. But at the end of the day, they're still going to help provide and also help accommodate you. Because Hopefully. you're part of the community. Well, yeah, this we can why hope. That's why it's a thought experiment. Right. Um, I, I think, so I think. I didn't one, think too much about it. I just, the idea popped in my no, head. No, we're, we're discussing now. Yeah. We're thinking now. Um, I think one, one thing that kind of comes to mind, and it could be my own pessimism about people. It, it could be, you know, life experience or my own trauma when it comes to people. But I, I think there's always going to be somebody who's going to argue that somebody's getting too much accommodation they're they're being overly protected or coddled i think it depends i think there will always be somebody who says those things and i think if we have one of those people who's also a member of like the town council or the the ruling body of whatever this commune society is 
I think if that person has that influence, they're going to create issues for that person if they believe people are being overly coddled. Then again, if nobody gains from somebody not being coddled, I don't, I don't think that necessarily becomes an issue. Like if we remove the money idea, then there's nobody who believes themselves to be in a drastically higher status than well, another can, person. I mean, again, in a commune, I guess you'd be arguing over who has the bigger house. Or I, I guess. Who has the, the best corn in the right. road in the yard. But, or, but isn't that why in... Well, in, Jenny's corn is much more plump and yeah. uh, much more yellow. But so. isn't that why in... Yeah, because people are fucking petty like that. Isn't that why in a bunch of the quote-unquote communist uh, governments or, or communist countries that we've seen today, isn't that why most most of the houses look so identical and shit? Because well, they wanted to remove as much difference as possible. Right. That's also why people got targeted that even had slight differences. So, like, right. they went after the landowners, but then they went after the farmers who had the biggest farms. Yes. And, you know, killed in, people. In, a, in an attempt to equalize things, even though all they were doing was just being shitty Although people. The, well, the, the ironic thing was the people that they targeted yeah. who had larger farms, they had larger farms because they were the most successful and best farmers. Right. So then when they attacked those people, they ended up causing a famine. So, yes. Yes. Because then they couldn't grow enough crops. Yeah. Which are, is, you, are you listening, Russia? This is this is why you don't go after those people. <clears throat> but yeah, that, that is who did that. Correct? Well, here's the thing. That it's is like, who did that, right? Yeah. It was yeah, the okay, Soviets. It was Russia. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's and it was Ukraine, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. targeted because yeah. that's where most of the grain is grown. Right. That, that's um, why I was making that joke. <clears throat> but the funny thing is, like, there is. I just tried to scratch my ear with the headphone on. I literally just went like that. There is. Okay. I, I know we don't live in a true meritocracy. Meritocracy. We don't have a meritocratic society where people who yeah, are always the those the, have their own issues. The people who are the best. But there is something to say for like. In that example, yeah, um, those people who had the most had the most because they were the best at what they did. Right. And sometimes people are successful because they're just good at what they do. Right. But I think people have really a tendency to feel uh, jealous uh-huh. over people who are more successful than them. And it's kind of like, I know you're a big fan of Bezos. Yeah, huh? Um, I know a lot of people hate Jeff Bezos. Absolutely. Mostly just because he's rich. And right. people also just think because that he's, he's rich. Well, people also think that he treats his workers poorly and that he's selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he did work really hard to build up the company. He did. And he, he had a good idea and he stuck with it. Uh-huh. And he he put a lot of work in. So, I mean, the uh-huh. guy is successful because he was so good at what he right. did. Um, he, he saw an opportunity. Yeah. He took that opportunity. He worked that opportunity. And then everybody just bought from him. Like, I, I want to point out that in the soapbox moment, but I'm just... Give me, give me 30 seconds to say this. Do not blame or bitch that that man has billions of dollars when your ass bought from Amazon. Like, do not do that. If you want to blame him for having a billion dollars, you should probably clap your hands at him because he made a fucking billion dollars. What about all the people who complain about, um, like poor wages and like, uh, complain about, um, like minimum wage or complain about wages being too low, but then they buy Apple products that are made from like basically slave labor in China. Like the, the hypocrisy in that bullshit. I mean, right. Give me more fucking money because I'm living paycheck to paycheck when the product I just bought is being made by somebody who barely affords to eat every day. Yeah. Like come the fuck on. Uh, right. It doesn't I'm, mean I'm, that I'm sorry. It doesn't mean that you can't like you can, but I'm just saying like we end up supporting all these Businesses that we like yeah. to complain about. Uh, what, 
other people like to complain about. Let's point that out. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Do I think uh, Jeff Bezos could put a little bit more scrutiny on his company to evaluate whether his employees are being treated better or not? Well, yes, a lot I do. Of, a lot of the warehouse workers. Right. And that's just it, though. When your warehouse manager or your regional director is the one creating these policies that are fucking with people, it ain't Jeff Bezos' fault. It's that human being who created well, that issue. Hold on. But – it's Jeff's responsibility being the owner and operator of that company to know the effect that, well, is ha- the thing. that the company is having on people know, all the way down. I don't know what, what type of policies or whatever they have. Neither, but neither I would I. imagine that if it is those people making those decisions, because uh-huh. I don't really know. Yeah, I know. Um, if it is, then you have to look at what these incentive structures are in place that makes them want to create those rules. Because there must be some sort of incentive where they have yes. to get things done in a certain time. Right frame or maybe they get paid extra money maybe their bonus is bigger or some shit based on it so there might be certain policies or incentive structures in place that are driving right those shitty working conditions it's, it's motivating the wrong kind of environment and right. but i don't know the commune idea we're talking about the lack of mm. money the lack of personal gain out of it i think would remove some of that ill well, treatment you, of somebody else you also have to worry about people actually i mean in order for it to work people have to actually do shit so well but if you're if you're having people do something a that they're good at it means they're also going to draw some level of satisfaction or enjoyment out of the activity theoretically which, yeah that, well that's what i'm saying but what if what if you just don't feel like doing it and you just decide i'm not gonna well do like it? jack decides today he's not gonna build the fence yeah, well, like, let's say... Okay, uh, great. Pick up the hammer in two days when you do feel like building Nick, the fence. Nick, your job is to cut wood, right? We want you okay. to cut wood. We need wood to burn it all fireplaces. Otherwise, you, we're going to be you, cold. You know what's fucking crazy about that? And I actually do like woodworking. And let's say you wake up one morning and just like, I don't feel like cutting wood today. Okay, great. And then the rest of us are going to be cold because you don't have... No, I'm just no, saying, no, in order no, for... No, 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 hold on, hold on. And and, and I'll, by the way, y- yes, you are correct if it was as finite as the scenario you just said. But being what I am and who I am, Let's put context on this, right? I know full well I have X number of days in me, right, to work straight forward and be super productive, right? Ask my boss. I only have X number of days that I'm fucking great at what I do. And then I have a series of a couple of days where I'm not so. So considering bipolar, right, when I'm manic, I'm rather productive. I'm rather engaged. I'm really good at logistic planning. I'm really, like, motivated and and moving forward, right? But when I get depressed... I'm none of those things. I'm way less than in all of those categories I just named off, right? But because I know that when I have the energy, uh, motivation, and drive, I try to put things in place to also get me through the times where I'm not. Right, but that's that's you. I'm just saying in general, people have to... I'm giving this as an example of like each one of us needs to know that about ourselves. Right, but like, I'm just like saying that you're less in, order, times? in order for the society to function, mm-hmm. everybody has to contribute. That's what I'm saying. Yes, but how they contribute. So if you have too many people who just decide, I just don't, I'm not going to do shit, then the it falls apart. But then we, why don't we have Even if somebody doing else also like. doing that same job? You could, but I'm saying it's still you still need enough people to be hard yes. working enough to keep the society yes. going. Because well, if you have too many people who in, don't, then everything falls apart. In, in generics, you're absolutely right. In generalities, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> when when it's coming to this, we're, we said Jack builds fences, right? Yeah. But in the reality of a society, in even in a small town, in a commune, 
you don't have just Jack who knows well, how to build be, a fence. He would probably you got be doing Jack it. and you got Steve and you got Sally and you got Emma. You've got a bunch of people who all know how to do that job. Yeah, you got the carpenters. Right. These are our carpenters. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. The second you said the carpenters, I thought about the singing group. Right. The, and then the and then we have uh Tom, Dick, and Harry, and they're men at right. work. <laughs> and then we have <laughs> And then we have, um, <laughs> it's not that funny. No, but it's one of those jokes that fucking breaks me. Um, okay. And then we, we're going to have the kids, uh, we can have, um, you know, a couple autistic kids. They can, they can be smashing pumpkins. <laughs> Just let them, dude. No, the no offense to this gentleman, but Billy Corgan definitely looks like he's autistic. We have, uh, you know, at the he, end, he was the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. right? Yeah. The end of fall, you just have yeah. all the kids go around and smash pumpkins. <laughs> well, yeah, so we can make our pumpkin spice lattes. Right. That's right. There would be um, no child labor laws in my commune. Those kids would be put <laughs> to work. Yeah, none. But the and and but that's kind of the the thing about it is like if you have somebody who has bipolar, uh, if you have somebody who has major depressive uh, disorder, if you have somebody who has an anxiety disorder, and they're doing a job, but their their difference kind of comes into conflict with their productivity, their you know how how much they're providing for the society. You got somebody who's a backup, and the thing about it is not that the other person is now doing more work than them. Because when you get back on the upswing again, why can't that person no, I, take a break? I, everything you're saying is making sense. I understand. Yes. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, you still need in order for it. People have to be bought into it in order for it to work. Is what I'm saying. Like, no, you have and, to be. And you I, have agree to be you. I agree like, with you. Like you can't just be like, I'm going to go live in a commune. Like you have to know that you got to You have your to weight. provide something. You have to pull your weight. So uh, years ago. Uh, my father, who uh, for quite some time was a professional woodworker, uh, professional wood turner, um, he used to go to New Zealand, I think for a conference or a gathering or a fucking, he used to go to New Zealand and he actually once told me, and I don't know if this is 100% true and I don't remember if he 100% told me this, but I'm pretty sure this is how it went. He said that to apply for citizenship there on the application, it actually asks what you're going to be providing for the uh, society, for the country. What, Australia? Yeah. New Zealand? No, New Zealand. Yeah. I and, know Im immigrating to Australia and New Zealand are both very difficult. It's from, very difficult. From what I've heard. Yeah. So that's interesting to me that it's right there on the application, right, for it of how, how are you going to benefit me? Why should I bring you in? And yeah, because, I mean, they me? have no reason to technically. I mean, like, why, right. why should we take you into our country? Well, especially New Zealand. And not that I want to speak for them, but they're a small-ass fucking country, yeah. right? They have an environment, literal, uh, uh, an environment that they want to protect, right? Like, so if you're some like, I don't know, coal miner, and that's the only service you provide is digging in the fucking dirt. Like they, by the way, there's way more to coal mining than digging in the dirt. I'm not trying to make your job sound insignificant, sure. but yeah, it probably sounds that way. Um, Isn't but that if that's they, the only thing you provide for the society and they don't fucking need that, like why in the fuck would they let you is in? Is that where they filmed Lord of the Rings? Was it New Zealand? Yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hard, strong question mark on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Huh? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was New Zealand. Because isn't Peter Jackson New Zealand? Oh. Isn't he from New Zealand? I don't know. Me neither. He's Australian or New Zealand. I know he's got an accent and I'm American. I'm dumb about the rest of the world. I don't know. He's either a Aussie or a Kiwi. One of the two. Uh, speaking of, well, speaking of which, 
Or at least Ben. <laughs> Ben's from there. Um, just saying, oh, he got, he went to a, did you see him on Instagram? Not to completely sidetrack everything we've been fucking talking about for the last hour and a half. But um, like, did, did you see his Instagram real quick? He, no. he went to a movie premiere. Oh, okay. Yeah, not too long ago. Nice. Uh, um, we had Thank a really you. good conversation with the guy. Yeah. And by the way, this is a thought experiment we should pose to him because he's from a very different <clears throat> society than we are. Yeah. Like, this would probably be a cool conversation with him at some point. So anyway. I never thought I would be advocating communism. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not really advocating communism. No, you're not. No, you're I'm not. just saying but it's fucking theoretically, because yeah. I think on a large scale, it's like I said before. It would be stupid. very difficult. I think like if you ways. tried to make the U.S. into like a, a socialist or a communist, and by socialist, I mean like more socialist than we are. Yeah. More socialist than like quote unquote socialist countries. I right. mean like a real socialist society. Yes. I think it would, be, it would be very difficult because, I mean, that's part of the reason why we have states to begin with is because yes. depending on what part of the country you live in, it's very different. Right. Uh, and the needs of each state is very different, which well, is why I'm, states I'm, have their own laws and have their own thing. So I mean, like, that's why the Tenth Amendment literally says that anything not covered by the Constitution yeah. goes to the states. I think trying to make a whole, especially like overnight, mm -hmm. very difficult. Um, but if you start like with a, with a, I think communes can yeah. work because it's a small... It's a little microcosm. It's Can a little. They work? Yeah, I think so. Like small, because none of them ever did. Um, not Jonestown, but I mean, <laughs> why do you always go to Jonestown? When I we're mean, talking about they that? have because essentially a commune would be pretty much just like living in a. Um, well, what's the longest running commune? Because there was on. a bunch of them in the sixties. Didn't let me finish. Oh, okay, I think living in a commune would essentially mm -hmm. just be like living in a tribe. It's like tribal societies uh, lived for thousands of years, or not that tens of thousands of years, whatever. Yeah, and um, I mean. Even uh, in, in prehistory, you mm -hmm. know, you had cultures that essentially were like communes where they didn't necessarily have money and they just people grew food and they gave food. And people bartered and traded. I mean, I think you would still have instead of like having currency, I think people would still trade. I mean, I yeah. think you would. But yeah, I think there's no reason why it wouldn't be able to work. The only reason why it wouldn't work is um, I think a lot of the problems with uh, uh, modern communes yeah. have been the... And the, the reasons for the existence of it, mm -hmm. like Jonestown was like a religious cult. Um, so I think that there's a problem where a lot, a lot of communes didn't Manton have a commune? Yes. Too? Yeah. Yeah. Which but is that, why I think it's funny. You keep bringing up Jonestown because like, uh, yeah. uh David Koresh had one yeah, yeah. fucking, that's uh, the problem because a lot of the like communes you hear about are all these fucking crazy people and cults. So I do want to point something out though. We're, when we're talking about a commune, we're talking about a collective of people, not, with a single ideology working together. We're talking about a group of no. people who want to work together. No, just like it's basically think of like a, a town. Right. Where everybody in the town, they grow their own food. Yeah. They have people who they're they actually chop, helping each other. They chop down trees Not and make their own, they make their own furniture. They, yeah. make their own, they just yeah. make everything themselves. Right. The way, the way things at one point was right. in any society. Right. Before <clears throat> before the overrun of companies and all that shit. You just chop down trees, you hunt your own food, you grow your own crops. You... Hunt your own food? Yeah. God, no, I want to go to Stop and Shop. No, I want to go to the local, in your, in your context. Can you imagine how much I'm better? I'm going to go down to the local butcher and have his ass cut some shit for me. Would, do you know how much better it would taste if you caught your own fish and flayed it up? No, it wouldn't taste any different. <laughs> to me, I say I actually take satisfaction in like making. My I know, own but stuff. that doesn't make the fish taste any like, different. When I, I haven't grown vegetables in a while, but when I grew, when I used to grow my own vegetables and stuff, like something about just like 
picking something right off the vine and making it. It's like fresh. It tastes good. Right. But you also don't have the same tactile issues that I have. The entire idea of picking it off the fucking vine is partially terrifying to me. What, what about like you don't have to hunt anything. You could be a vegetarian. But like I'm sure you would digging want to, it out of the ground. You'd want to eat fish or something or potatoes. Right. And I would ask somebody else to do it. I have some deer, venison. Right. Whatever. I'd have somebody else do it. And when they're having a bad fucking day and they need a shoulder to cry on, come on over, buddy. Let's have a the, cup of coffee. I will talk you through it. Use the fur. Use the skin. Like, don't waste any parts of the animal. Okay. I, I just want to point this out, that all of what you're describing, there are already these places so in the United what you're States saying that is, this exists. I want to become Native American. And go right. Like, you want to be an indigenous sorry. human. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Um, no, but quite honestly... This is why we need to look at I'm those not, societies. I'm not Liz Warren, so I can't do it. <laughs> God damn. Somebody going to bitch about that <laughs> one. All right. I don't care if you're left leaning or right leaning. The fact that she tried to pretend she was Native American for so long. It's just fucking shitty. Like she used it as an identity, but she can't. It, it, she ended up being like a one sixteenth or 30. I'm going to continue to make fun of her. I don't care. Yeah. Do People your thing. Do your thing. You have every right to make fun of it. She is a public figure because you're not describing how good or bad of a person she is. You're just making right. fun of I the thought fucking it was fact stupid. that she would identify that way when she. Right, here's the thing. It's going to get me lot. in trouble. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say it anyway. Remember, me and Steve are two human beings that are separate from each other. We have two separate yep. different uh, opinions about things. So I have to Go preface ahead. this by saying yes. that I'm not a huge Trump fan or anything like that. Yeah, I have to not, say this because if I say anything about Trump, people yeah. are going to be like, oh, he loves Trump. Yeah. yeah, no. yeah. Um, but I did think it was dumb when people said he was racist for calling her Pocahontas. Uh-huh. I'm like, not that he isn't racist, but well, I'm just saying calling somebody is. Pocahontas because the – he wasn't calling her Pocahontas to make fun of Native Americans or make fun of Pocahontas. Right. He was calling her Pocahontas to make fun of her yes. for pretending to be Native American. Right. So I think that, like, when people say, oh, it's racist for her to call, and like, how is that? He's making, he's mocking her. Right. He was, he was making fun of it, and turns out that she's not really all that much. Yeah. So and I, when I say not that much, I mean so little, in fact, that maybe we, we could call me Native American, but we're not going to. Like, I guess you could make an argument that it's, like racially insensitive or something because he's using the name of like a I, I would, I would have, woman, but I guess yeah, I would agree, agree with that because he used the recognizable name of a Native American woman. Other people used used to call her Focahontas. <laughs> Funny, but also I think yeah. it's also racially insensitive in that way too. But like, whatever. or culturally insensitive. I think maybe? what she did was worse. Uh, yes, I I do I do believe what she did was was fucking a bad fucking idea for anyway. a fucking public figure to do. Hold on. I, I, I want to go back on our point, though. We need to start looking at societies like that and groups like that because their culture has survived amazing amounts of hardship and still maintained the idea that everybody helps each other. I, and I don't know anything about this, but what? how do they – what is it like for an autistic person in like a native tribe? No idea. That's probably something we should find out. Like, how do they? Um, I don't want to say how do they treat them because that sounds weird. But I like I don't no, know. No, no, like, no. What what is it like? And like, if you if you are not like, how no, do they deal with I, it? I want to ask that question. I want to ask the question of how are people who have differences than the rest of the group? How are they treated? Because in, I don't know. In, in, don't... in, in indigenous peoples tribes or societies. I'm, I'm imagining it would probably depend on the tribe itself. I would agree because there's like. You know, so many different t- the right. cultures are different depending. I mean, they they share a similar 
cultural heritage yeah. being Native well, Americans. kind of. But they, they, the culture, each tribe was, yeah. you know, had their own... Their own specificities. Their own religious their beliefs, groups. their yeah. own... Yeah. I would be interested to find out because it's... That actually, that idea extends beyond NDs well, or autistic. Tribes, so that that goes that goes into like there. the LGBT community. How are they treated in that uh, in that society? Yeah, right. And it is communal living, right? Yeah. Somebody somebody farms and somebody helps raise the cattle and somebody's got the chickens and somebody's building houses and See, somebody's the doctor. We can get Temple to take care of the uh, cows for us. <sighs> in our yes. yes, yes. I hear she has some good cattle practices. And we'll, um, we'll have you be the whipping boy. Oh, that's so nice of you. Um, but I, I think we need to look at those societies because quite honestly, every time somebody says America's the best society, no matter what time period you're talking about, there is a large group of fucking people. And I'm not just talking one race or one gender, but there's a large group of fucking people at any given time that are not fucking doing well. And people write it off as they just didn't try hard enough. Fuck you. There's more to it than that. But you're proposing a society that works with people's differences opposed to forces people to try Listen, to fix. I think that if the Native Americans tried harder, Square they round. wouldn't have gotten sick from smallpox. That's what I would say. Oh, my good God. I can't believe you just said that while we were recording. <laughs> You know what? Regardless of when it is, whether it's, we're recording or not, holy fuck! It's, it's sarcastic. I know it was sarcasm, dude. And thank you God said you made they just me had say to it try harder. I know. So I was making a joke because obviously you can't do anything about small. Problems. Okay, I actually heard somebody. Now I, I do want to preface this with uh, after they said this comment, and actually, unfortunately, it was years after this. I found out how fucking racist this person truly was. But they once said they once said that if indigenous people had had been better fighters they would have not let white people on uh but most of them the were taken out by country. disease i know and that's that's what and i mean actually, though is considering he's that saying it's a failure of ability not being overwhelmed by assholes they were with probably guns. most of like, them are probably the fuck most of them are probably better fighters than the, the European guaranteed they were fucking better fighters but the point is the amount the fact that it took europeans so long yes to conquer a lot of their yes. areas just shows you like it doesn't matter that i mean well towards the end they were using guns too right. but like even before that like they were able to Take out a lot of Europeans yes. with just using bows and arrows and spears. Who and had shit. superior technology and still took them out. But it's just the generalization that this person was making, the simplistic view of just, well, if they had fought better, they would have beaten them. Isn't there, um, they, you ever heard of that book, what is it called, uh, Guns, Germs, and Steel? Is that all about wiping out indigenous people? Not, Because that's what of. it sounds like. It has to do with, it's a history book, and it has to do with uh, explaining why certain civilizations have... Um, uh, advance more technologically than yeah. others. Yeah. And the explanation boils down to those three things. Um, disease, uh-huh. access to metal yep. and steel, yep. and uh, guns, which for... So, like, yeah. they talked about the cultures that kind of, like, that dominated the countries mm-hmm. that spread empires and took over the areas. Right, all the countries they that became colonists. They had access colonist. to those things. You know, yes. like, Japan had access to mm-hmm. uh, metal and steel and Certain things like that, and they had access to gunpowder. Aren't, aren't, aren't they the ones who came up with gunpowder? Oh, it was the Chinese. Oh, would you? The say? Chinese invented um, black powder. 
Didn't you say Chinese? I said Jap- Japan. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I don't like, think those are the same <clears throat> cultures. Anyway, you might find it interesting. You should look. I think I there's do. actually, instead of reading it, I think they also made a doc, like a movie version yeah. of it. So you can watch it. Oh, instead. good, good. Because you know I don't like to read. But yeah, it talks about like a why certain culture, like obviously Native American, Native people didn't have access to the same types of things that other cultures did. Right. Or same thing like. Um, if there are countries that were being exploited for their natural uh-huh. resources, they might not have been able to develop because right. all their shit was being robbed from them. And, so. I, and actually, that's something I um, uh, I was listening to a lecture of somebody or other, and they they actually talked about that being a major contributor to why Africa as a as a continent um, did not develop in the same way that a lot of Europe and, and whatnot because the Atlantic slave trade and because people were pillaging the natural resources and just that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's why all of Africa well, to you this know, day. Europeans got black powder and gunpowder from the, the Chinese. Yes. We traded with, they traded with, uh, with Asia. Yes. And they developed guns and mm-hmm. they developed, uh, other types of weapons using gunpowder in China. Right. And the Europeans had diseases that when they traveled to places, other people right. didn't have. So, I mean, most of the native people and indigenous people were wiped out through um, disease. They disease. weren't even murdered directly. Did, they what? were killed indirectly, not even on purpose. They were just accidentally killed because of the fact that we fucking, we didn't, people, they didn't know they were making people sick. I don't know. Somebody, somebody, I, I was listening to somebody talking about go. it and like something about journal entries of like people on. That like, that was made up, by the way. Oh, was? So, yeah. Um. I, I know some people might disagree with me about this, but I'm 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 like 99% sure on this. So there was something that was written like hundreds of years later, and somebody uh-huh. tried to say that certain things like that were done on purpose. But oh. there's I'm not saying it didn't happen, but th- there's no real proof that anybody okay. did. That there's no direct evidence. They also to didn't say. understand disease very well. No, they didn't. Then. So like, and also like small the idea of smallpox blankets. You can't spread smallpox through blankets. That that's science, medically impossible. That I did not know. So. Um, did people try to do it? Maybe. I don't know. There's no proof of it, but that, that was a story that was written later on. Uh, um, okay. But anyway, I'm not trying to defend what Europeans did right. to right. I mean, people, what they I, did was shitty, but I also think no matter that which way you, it's dumb you to know, just make you, shit up. Or, I, I agree with that too. Um, yeah. Cause I mean like Columbus and the conquistadors like right. did horrible shit. Okay. And, and I do want to point this out and, and if anybody argues with this, well, you're dumb. Christopher Columbus never came to the United States, never stepped fucking foot on the United States, not on the tip of fucking Florida, not in North Carolina. And my favorite is when somebody said he came to Plymouth Rock. No, that is completely fucking wrong. I just want to point that out because somebody actually said it to me the other day, like um, literally the other day. Actually, why, do, why do we celebrate uh, Columbus Day if he never came to the United States? You're a fucking moron. So, um, Sorry. actually, the disease thing, right? Yeah, yeah, please. You want to know one of the reasons why the Atlantic slave trade happened the way it did and also why... Why it happened the way it did? Yes. So, just the because same as Europeans accidentally gave diseases to indigenous people. Uh, when Europeans started to go to Africa, uh-huh. they, they didn't go very far into um, no, anywhere inland. They the went to the coast the because Bank. they were they would get sick and they would die because the Europeans were getting infected by diseases like from Africa. Ma- like, like malaria. malaria. Yeah, they would yeah. get they would get um because that they weren't used to being exposed to. Right. So that's the reason why when Europeans started to like try to 
colonize Africa and stuff. A lot of the right. stuff they did was along the coast right. because they couldn't go inland because they would a lot of them would get sick and die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Cape Verde, uh, West Bank of Africa. They would go there, like yeah, and then they would. They they didn't go out and like capture people. They had right. other people bring people to them to right. buy them. And the reason they did that wasn't because they well it was a lot. It's probably easier to do it that way anyway. But they didn't want to go inland because they would so they would trade stuff for people. Right. Which is so I just think it's funny that okay I thought for a second there you were about to say that it was actually an accident and no no no, no. I was saying that um that like I was about to start the Europeans an didn't want to get for that. The Europeans didn't want to get sick yeah, yeah by getting the diseases in Africa that they right. weren't didn't have any immunity against right and that the Europeans spread fucking diseases yeah, yeah. to the Americas right which no whatever okay I just thought there was so, a weird like no no I and I got you on that like I I. Absolutely, that was probably part of it. No, it was a part of it. You're telling me that. Um, so I think why don't we look at societies that are already doing that, like the different reservation, uh, Native the Amish. American indigenous people. Yes, actually, yes. Except for I know the Amish are not too uh, keen or nice well, to also, people who have mental differences. They're religious. Yes, too, and so I don't, I don't think that. But I mean, as far as like they function. Yeah, they do. They do. And they are a commune S. Yeah. ish society i mean I they, they do sell and trade stuff but yeah. but they i mean they make all their own crap they make their own right. clothes they make their own houses yeah they, they take care of one another except if you have a mental difference from what i understand you're you get an exorcism and kicked out or some shit i don't know i don't know uh don't know completely but everybody it's about that time yes it is so uh ladies and gentlemen we really, 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 really want your feedback on this episode. Why? Because it's a thought experiment. And me and Steve, again, like I said at the beginning, do not presume to be experts. We I just also are... probably offended somebody with my small And that's okay too. And, and actually on that note, if you got offended by us saying Native American, which we also said indigenous, if you get upset because we called it that, uh, that group of people that uh, I apologize if you got offended by it. I'm not apologizing for saying it that way. Um, but I am apologizing that you got offended by it, uh, because of this, me and Steve are both on our own journey to learn things. And, and we are also growing and evolving ourselves. And we are trying cause we did start saying indigenous, right? Cause when I was a kid, we didn't call them either one of them. We didn't call them native American or indigenous. We called them the other term. Uh, and then, but I've, I've grown and learned. So we're still doing that process. Uh, but also give us feedback of this episode. Tell us what you think about this idea of a commune. Do you think a commune would be a good idea for NDs? Do you think a ND owned and operated business would be in our best bet? What do you think? Tell us if you're the one person who's going to listen to this episode on Monday when Steve posts it, please give us feedback about this. Post it on our Facebook, post it on our Instagram. Tell us in our TikTok video that Steve's probably going to make about this. Write it right on Spotify. Please give us some feedback. Also, like, follow, share, whatever you all want right. to do with all of our stuff. So before I let everyone go, just yes, a please. small thing. Yes. So I just looked up the smallpox thing. Of course Apparently, I'm getting conflicting information from different sites. Some pl places said it did happen. Some places said it didn't. Uh -huh. But they all say that there's no evidence that it actually worked. So oh. they're saying that there's two instances of British people giving smallpox blankets to uh -huh. tribes. Yeah. But there's no evidence that it worked according to it. Because as far as I know, um, I'm pretty sure I read years ago that you can't actually spread smallpox that way because of the way the virus would die before it would uh -huh. transfer to the other person. So, so I think you have to be like physical contact or like 
you have human to, be, to human contact. Yeah, yeah. Or okay. like, I don't know if it spreads through the air or if it's, but either way, like yeah. it doesn't, it can't spread through cloth like that. Okay. But I could be wrong. So Get, before someone gets mad at me, yeah, <laughs> what do you, saying, what do you, oh, I'm on Google. Oh, passed out infection blankets, chew. Yeah. yeah. That word. Says, this other one's from the University of Michigan says there's no evidence U.S. Army officers are. Please doctors. do not read that word. What? It's, it, it's towards the end of the whole thing. Don't read that word. Oh, yeah. But so I don't know. I yeah, could yeah. be wrong. I was just speaking out of my ass because it was something I read a long time ago. Well, that it, well no, I'm I read pretty, that it that it didn't actually happen. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I read that too. That even if they gave them the blankets, they wouldn't have known they had smallpox on them. But and I even guess even the did, intent to do it is fucked up enough. It is. It is. But most of the disease was spread unintentionally. Right. Because what, what my point right. was is that most like. It wasn't like people were biological warfare. It was just people had fucking viruses and shit in them. And right. they, when you come into contact with a new group of people. Yeah, yeah. Like if somebody like, had an influenza from Europe and came to uh, the United States or yeah, yeah. whatever anyway, the fuck you want right. call it at the time. Yeah. So give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Give us ideas for future episodes. And also, if you'd like to be on this show, if you think you have an opinion, an idea, or or something you'd like to talk about, reach out to us. Email us at info at onthespectrumpodcast.net. I went into that radio fucking thing again. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.